lights, camera, philosophy. It's the fifth mostly annual Dionysus Awards for the most philosophically compelling movies of 2017. And the nominees are for the most searing examination of the human tendency to denigrate the other. Get out. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Yeah, why? That doesn't make any sense. For the most philosophically absurdist and cinematically transgressive film, Mother. Have kids. Then you'll be creating something together. This is all just setting. For the richest investigation of the drivers of history, The Darkest Hour. You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth. Join us as we celebrate movies that challenged our assumptions and made us think about things in new ways. The 2018 Dionysus Awards. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Josh Landy. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where Ken teaches philosophy, and I direct the Philosophy and Literature Initiative. Today, it's the fifth mostly annual Dionysus Awards Show. The Dionysus Awards are presented to the most philosophically interesting movies of the past year. We'll talk to philosophers, film critics, and listeners like you to find out what movies in 2017 challenged our assumptions and made us think about things in new ways. So this isn't your average awards show here. We're not going to tell you what high fashion designer... Uh, uh, made the outfits that we're wearing today. Yes, we're not about glitz and glitter, but about thought and reason and how they're embodied in, in the movies. And, and we're also going to show you our reasons and our, our thinking process. We're going to debate our way to thinking which movies should win an award. And we're year. also going to take nominations from the floor, and they too are going to have to justify their choices. Of course, we can't really talk about the movies of 2017 without talking about the movie industry in 2017, which was itself a big story, and not for reasons that the industry can be proud of. Yeah, this, our society is changing radically in response to the Me Too movement. But what about Hollywood? Has anything changed for women in Hollywood, either on the big screen itself or behind the camera? We sent our roving philosophical reporter, Liza Veal, to find out. There's a lot of reasons to feel like this year, movies by and about women finally broke out big time. Something inside me has always been there. The top three highest grossing movies were fronted by women. There was Star Wars The Last Jedi. Then I was awake. And I need help. Beauty and the Beast. I'm not ready to have children. Maybe you haven't met the right man. It's a small village, Gaston. I've met them all. And Wonder Woman. Is this what people do when there are no wars to fight? There were also huge hits like Girls Trip, Lady Bird, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and I, Tanya. America. They want someone to love. They want someone to hate. But if this is the beginning of the end of male hegemony in Hollywood, we've got a long way to go. Especially when it comes to who's making the films. It's a while that we're having this battle. Here's Alison Wilmore, critic with BuzzFeed News. But, you know, when you look at the numbers, they're, they're really just shocking still. Those numbers, only 7% of the 1,100 top-grossing movies last year were directed by women. You know, Greta Gerwig is nominated for 
an Oscar for Best Director this year. And she's only the fifth woman to ever be nominated for Best Director. Uh, there's only been one winner, you know, and that's over decades and decades. This isn't the first time that the top three highest grossing films were female fronted. It's happened before. In 1956, Melissa Silverstein is the publisher of the website Women and Hollywood. She says female representation in movies didn't used to be such a problem until the 1970s. The industry exploded, which meant a lot more money was at stake. Producers became more cautious. Movies became a lot more formulaic. That was when the whole movie industry shifted. And that was when we saw really the huge decline in women. Add to that the fact that the market is now global. The way that they've thought about international dollars is men, very few words, lots of action. You talking to me? And you get a lot of very conservative bets about what kinds of movies people like. Silverstein says people want what they're familiar with, but we can broaden the familiar. If you're fed a diet for so long, like a McDonald's diet, and that's what you've been fed, you become addicted to it. Allison Wilmore says we need to diversify the industry's shot callers who decide which movies to fund. Right now, it's a limited group of white men. And, and that's really, I think, what it comes down to is that if you look at a movie and you don't see commercial potential in it because it doesn't speak to you personally, that doesn't mean it's not going to speak to other people. So there are plenty of movies made by and about women that just don't get bought and distributed to wide audiences. For example, there's a movie coming out next year called The Tale. It's about a woman dealing with sexual trauma. It was the most talked about movie at Sundance, but it was picked up by HBO. It's going to bypass this whole world of theaters entirely. And, you know, I think that that is a huge bummer for me <laughs> as someone who thought it was a very good movie and a really kind of bold movie, both thematically and kind of in terms of aesthetics. Movies fall through at all stages of the process. And Melissa Silverstein says that puts a lot of pressure on aspiring female directors. Because there still is such an issue of a lack, every movie is held up to a higher standard, and we really need that to end. It can feel like there's undue attention on celebrities when women are sexualized and inhibited in all kinds of workplaces. But Alison Wilmore says there's more at stake than just the individuals in the industry. When it comes to movies... The accrued weight of these images tends to shape how you think of the world. And certainly, like, not being able to see yourself or your point of view reflected on screen ever, and, like, having one particular point of view be so dominant has meaning to people. <laughs> For Philosophy Talk, I'm Liza Veal. To hear the rest of this program, head over to philosophytalk.org. Thank you for listening. And thank you for thinking.